Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 2 Timothy. In fact, we're finishing 2 Timothy today. This is episode 709, and we're looking at 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 16 through 22. Let's read the passage. At my first offense, no one stood by me, but everyone deserted me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, so that I might fully preach the word, and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil work, and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory for ever and ever. Amen. Greet Priscilla and Aquila in the household of Anasiphorus. Erastus has remained at Corinth. I left Trophimus sick at Miletus. Make every effort to come before winter. Eubulus greets you, as do Pudens, Linus, Claudia, and all the brothers and sisters. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you all. This is Paul's second letter to Timothy, and his last letter. Paul's in prison in Rome, awaiting execution, and he's sending this letter to Timothy, who's still at Ephesus, still dealing with some trouble there in the churches at Ephesus, and he's asking Timothy to come visit him in Rome. He's wrapping up the letter here with some personal notes about himself and others with him. He says in verse 16, At my first offense, no one stood by me, but everyone deserted me. Now, there is much debate about this, his first offense. What does that mean? And there's been arguments all the way from when he was accused in Jerusalem Then when he stood before the governor in Caesarea, some say it was the first Roman imprisonment where he was under house arrest. Others say, no, it's a second Roman imprisonment, that which we see here, and it was basically his arraignment at the beginning of it. Others say, maybe that's it, but then the fact he says that I was rescued from the lion's mouth meant he was released and then perhaps re-arrested. Most people think it's his second imprisonment, the one he's in now, and it was basically an arraignment. But it's hard to say exactly what it is. The point here is he's saying that I was all alone. No one stood by me at this defense. Everyone deserted me. Now, what do we make of that? Well, there's a lot of ideas there, too, just because it can't be definitively said. Perhaps there were workers with him who fled because of what had happened. And maybe the local people in Rome didn't step up and provide any assistance. Or it could have been that Paul was not in Rome. One theory, the one I like, is that he was actually arrested in Troas. And so he didn't have his full team with him. And so he was taken to Rome and given an initial arraignment. And none of his ministry team was even there yet. And that's why no one stood by him. Everyone deserted him likely means that the locals wouldn't have anything to do with him. Hard to say. Now, he did mention last time that Luke is with him. But likely Luke came after this first defense. He adds, may it not be counted against them. So it almost sounds like Jesus on the cross asking that the Lord forgive those who are executing him. Then verse 17, But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, so I might fully preach the word, 
and all Gentiles might hear it. This just adds to the confusion. It almost sounds like he was released and then continued preaching. Or it could mean that it was basically his final act of preaching to the Gentiles was at this defense. But regardless, he's speaking of how the Lord has stood with him. The Lord has strengthened him. And I think what he's basically saying here is his ministry has been completed. He's completed the mission that was assigned to him on the road to Damascus to preach the gospel to the Gentiles, and he's done it, even to the point of preaching in Rome, preaching to high-level officials in Rome. He says, so I was rescued from the lion's mouth. Again, some think that means he was released. Others say, well, he wasn't summarily executed. This initial arraignment could have said, hey, he's guilty, execute him right now. Or it could have said there's not enough evidence to hold him for trial, release him. Or it could have said, yes, there is evidence, hold him for trial. So rescue from the lion's mouth may just mean he wasn't executed right then. Then verse 18, the Lord will rescue me from every evil work and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Sounds like he does expect to die soon, that his release will be to heaven, that the Lord will rescue him through death and take him safely into the heavenly kingdom. Then he had some personal notes to people. Verse 19, he says, Greet Prisca and Aquila and the household of Onesis for us. Well, Prisca is another form of Priscilla. That's what we often call her Priscilla and Aquila. But it's the same name. We've seen them several times in, in conjunction with Paul. In Acts 18, on the second missionary journey, Paul met them in Corinth. They had been in Rome, but Claudius had expelled Jews from Rome, and so they left Rome and ended up in Corinth. And that's where they were tent makers and worked with Paul. Later, they traveled with Paul to Ephesus. Then Paul left them there in Ephesus as he traveled on. And then after Paul left, they're the ones that met Apollos in Ephesus. Apollos was on fire, but didn't have a correct theology. So they corrected his theology and sent letters of introduction to Corinth. And Apollos traveled there to preach in Corinth. In Paul's letter to the Romans, that would be on his third missionary journey while Paul was in Corinth, he greeted them in the letter, which says that they were in Rome at that time. But here, he tells Timothy to greet Priscilla and Aquila in Ephesus. So apparently they're back in Ephesus now. So they've moved around a lot. Some of it was with Paul. Some of it was at Paul's bidding. But they seem quite active. So greet Priscilla and Aquila and the household of Onesiphorus. We saw him back in chapter 1, verses 16 to 18. Paul said, May the Lord grant mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, because he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. On the contrary, when he was in Rome, he diligently searched for me and found me. May the Lord grant that he obtained mercy from him on that day. You know very well how much he ministered at Ephesus. So there's a lot of debate about why he uses the term the household of Onesiphorus. Perhaps he's still in Rome because he's been there 
dealing with Paul. And so it's just greetings to his household that are back in Ephesus. It's hard to say. Some say that maybe he's died, and now this is just to his remaining family. But the point is, he does have a household in Ephesus, and Paul's sending greetings to them. Verse 20, Erastus has remained at Corinth. Well, we saw Erastus a couple of times in Acts 19, verse 22. As they were finishing things up in Ephesus, Paul sent Timothy with Erastus from Ephesus on to Macedonia. Then in Paul's letter to the Roman church in Romans 16, 23, he mentions a man named Erastus who he called the steward of the city, Corinth. Now, is this the same guy in all three locations? It's hard to say. It very well could be because the, the connection with Timothy, the connection with Corinth. And it continues in verse 20, I left Trophimus sick at Miletus. We've seen Trophimus before. We saw him in Acts chapter 20, verse 4, where he's part of this group who are carrying the collection for the poor people in Jerusalem. It mentions that he's from Asia, traveling with Paul to Jerusalem. Then later, when Paul is accused of bringing a Gentile into the temple in Jerusalem, it's Trophimus who had been with Paul in Jerusalem and had been seen, and he's the one that they're accusing Paul of bringing into the temple. He says, I left him sick at Miletus, implies that he was with him in Miletus. And that may be he was there prior to being arrested, or it is also possible to translate that as he was left in place because he was sick. So it could be Paul assigned him to go to Miletus and, and Guy, he got sick, so Paul left him there. Miletus is about 50 miles south of Ephesus. Paul continues, verse 21, make every effort to come before winter. Well, why? One, he said to bring his cloak, and it gets cold. He would like to have that before winter. Also, it's hard to travel in the winter time. Sea travel's hazardous in the winter, so if he's going to come, he needs to come before winter. And Paul knows he doesn't have a lot of time. So you can't be putting this off another season or so because he's likely not going to be here much longer. He says, Eubulus greets you as do Pudens, Linus, Claudia, and all the brothers and sisters. We don't know any of these people, but they're there with Paul. Now, how's that work out with the everyone deserted me? Only Luke is with me. It's hard to say. Sometimes Paul speaks uh, in, in a little bit of hyperbole, but these are people who are around who send their greetings. And he closes it with a prayer, the Lord be with your spirit, grace be with you all. So this is the end of Paul's second letter to Timothy. Through it, he's been speaking of how things have gotten worse, and they have gotten worse, because after the fire of Rome, Nero has begun persecuting Christians, and things have gotten a lot worse for Christians. So you get the sense throughout this letter that many people have abandoned the faith, have abandoned Paul because of that, because of his arrest. And so he's encouraging Timothy to not be ashamed of the gospel, not be ashamed of Paul's chains, but cling to the word of God 
and be ready to take on suffering himself and step up and take on the role that Paul is leaving behind. And through it all, remain steadfast in the Word of God. So this is the end of Timothy. Join me next time as we start looking at the Gospel of Matthew. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time.